Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Many Americans believe that there should be a fierce separation between the church and the state. Some figure that this separation of church and state language is written somewhere in the Constitution or in the Bill of Rights. Our First Amendment guarantees religious liberty, that the government will not intrude upon the religious beliefs of our citizens. And in that First Amendment, it begins with, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Sometimes, though, these, these lines become blurred, and I must say I'm not totally convinced that there ought to be a total and complete separation. We can sometimes see those blurred lines as some churches display American flags and sing patriotic hymns. Ironically, many Christians want both of these, but then they often say that the church needs to stay out of how a person may vote or conduct himself in society as American citizens. Anyway, those lines are certainly blurred by the National Day of Thanksgiving. Having a church service to give thanks is not new to the Christian church, but our thanksgiving observances in our country have historically been called for by the governmental leaders to give thanks to God, our creator, even some of them calling the American people to repentance as part of our thanksgiving service. George Washington ordered a day of national thanksgiving to be observed on November 26, 1789. And I must say that part of what I'm saying right now for a little bit, I wrote and then came home and looked at today's paper in the Lexington News, and some of the same things are found there, which I found to also be interesting. In, his, in Washington's proclamation, he asked the American people to ask God to pardon us of our national transgressions in addition to giving thanks. Washington also called for a national day of thanksgiving on February 19, 1795. The next president, President John Adams, declared a day of thanksgiving to be observed in 1798 and then again in 1799. The next president, Thomas Jefferson, was a deist. He did not believe in divine intervention. He did not believe in the Holy Trinity or in the resurrection of Christ. And he did not call for any national days of thanksgiving. In fact, Thomas Jefferson called for a day, he wrote against calling for a day of thanksgiving by the government. And when he wrote that address, he cited the First Amendment, and then he also declared that there is a wall of separation between church and state, 
Hence the language that we have used ever since about this idea of the separation of church and state. Before the Civil War, many state governments called on churches to pray to God on a day of thanksgiving. And for 36 years, Sarah Josepha Hale, who authored Mary Had a Little Lamb, published many editorials and sent many letters to governors and to the presidents and to other politicians seeking to establish Thanksgiving as a national holiday. That was not done. No presidents after Jefferson had declared Thanksgiving as a national holiday until Abraham Lincoln, declaring the last Thursday of November to be a day of national thanksgiving. And so from November 26, 1863 to this day, our nation has observed this holiday in November. It was established to ask churches to assemble in thanksgiving to God and also in repentance over our transgressions. To that end, Abraham Lincoln wrote, to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, that is, to give thanks, they do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience to repent. Commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in this lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged. So basically, to pray for all people, especially those who are in difficult situations. And fervently implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. So thus began the last Thursday in November as a national day for us as American citizens to go into God's house and give thanks. President Franklin D. Roosevelt tried to encourage more sh holiday shopping for three years, so he moved Thanksgiving up a week to the third Thursday in November, causing some to deride the holiday as Franksgiving for Franklin. In recent years, we have had Black Friday sales going on all throughout November, and many stores have already begun playing Christmas music, We've seen the rise of the popularity of Halloween as a major holiday, and it seems like we go from Halloween straight to Christmas with a giant shopping season in between. I must admit, I see this as an indication of our national gluttony and excess, our love of stuff, and even an indication of our ingratitude. So like presidents of long ago who called for national repentance and for a day of thanksgiving, we too must repent 
and give thanks to our merciful Lord. We do not deserve the material blessings that we have, for we have not used them as we ought for the full benefit of our neighbor. Our epistle lesson teaches us in Colossians chapter 3 to put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which you were called in one body. In fact, fulfilling these words is demonstrating gratitude. For when we are thankful, we become compassionate and kind and humble, meek, patient, and forgiving. Being thankful is certainly Christ-like. Our Lord Jesus Christ serves as an example for us on how we ought to walk. When Jesus fed the 4,000, he took the seven loaves and gave thanks. When Jesus was in the upper room with his disciples on Monday Thursday, he took the bread, he gave thanks, and he distributed to his disciples his body. And after supper, he took that cup of wine, he gave thanks, and he gave to his disciples his blood for the forgiveness of their sins. When the 5,000 were with Jesus and he fed them, he first gave thanks and then distributed the bread and the fish. When Jesus, was with La- when Jesus raised Lazarus, who had died, Jesus prayed, saying, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. In addition to giving thanks as in following Christ, because it's Christ-like, giving thanks is certainly our duty as God's redeemed children. Our reading from Colossians continued by saying, And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In the Divine Liturgy, when we celebrate the Lord's Supper, we pray these words, it is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. At all times, in all places, give thanks. After confessing the first article of the Apostles' Creed, in which we acknowledge God the Father as our creator, and also the one who sustains our lives and takes care of us day in and day out, we confess in the Catechism, for all this it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. Our duty. We thank God for our lives and for our livelihoods, for our family and for our friends, for 
our careers and our country. We thank God for food and clothing and shelter, clean water. We thank God for the harvest and for taking care of us yet another year. We certainly give thanks to God for our many freedoms And we give thanks to God for the spiritual blessings that he has granted to us. That he has freed us from the curse of the law. He has freed us from the power of death. He has freed us from our bondage to Satan and to our own sins. For he has paid for our sins on the cross and rose from the dead to give us the victory. And so we give God our thanks for sending his son to pay for our sins, reconciling us to our Father in heaven, that we, though our sins are like scarlet, shall be as white as snow. And as far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our sin from us. We thank God that eternal life and salvation abides in us even now. We thank God that he has baptized us into Christ and that he feeds us the body and blood of Christ for our benefit in Holy Communion. We thank God that we are members of his kingdom even now. And we thank God that he has revealed to us his pure and saving word that is preached among us. And so as we sing in thanksgiving, we are being prepared also for the joys that await us. There our songs of praise and thanksgiving will never end when we go and be with the Lord. For the victorious Lamb is seated on the throne and he will be in our midst. This past Sunday we sang these words concerning Christians who have gone before us in our hymn of the day. We sang, Christ has wiped away their tears forever. They have that for which we still endeavor. By them are chanted songs that never to mortal ears were granted. I love those words and ponder about what it'll be like. When Christ returns and raises our bodies and we will be with the Lord forever and in perfection. The music that we already have in the Christian church is certainly beautiful. But imagine what it'll be like at the resurrection in heaven. The words that we already sing in thanksgiving are powerful and joyful Imagine how much more so it'll be when we are with the Lord in paradise. And so I urge you, my dear friends, to give thanks to God for all the blessings that God grants to you, not only on this national day of thanksgiving, but each and every day. For each day that the Lord grants you in this life, is certainly a blessing from the Lord, for he has promised to you that his mercies are new to you every morning. Thanks be to God. Amen. 
The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting.